Today's show is brought to you by Datalore, a collaborative data science platform from JetBrains. Datalore brings together a first-class coding experience for data scientists using Python, SQL, R, and Scala in Juniper Notebooks, a modern BI with interactive data apps and easy ways to share your insights with stakeholders, and a live team collaboration on notebooks and no-code automations. You can install Datalore with Docker or Kubernetes in your private cloud or on-premises and be sure that your data doesn't leave your environment. Datalore is free for teams of up to four people. Start for free at datalore.team slash cloudcast and use the code cloudcast for a 5% purchase discount. That's datalore.team slash cloudcast. Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hope everybody is doing well. We are moving into the, the middle of November 2022. The year is very quickly getting away from us. Uh, hope everybody is doing well. Another Sunday Perspective show. And, you know, it's interesting. We uh, we mentioned, I think, uh, right around the end of October um, that, uh, you know, thanks to all of you, we had reached sort of the the highest level of listens for any given month that we ever had before. We think we hit 200,000 listens for the month, which was fantastic. Um, and, you know, the, the things have been going well for the show and, uh, you know, great sponsors, great listeners, the community's been growing, uh, listening's been up. And, you know, you sort of start planning ahead for the next year and you're thinking about like, hey, you know, what are we going to we talk about next year? What are we going to, are there other things we want to try and do? And, you know, and then the last week, week and a half have been really interesting um, if you've been paying attention at all. And we really haven't, covered it at all on this show because um, we don't typically get into, you know, what's going on in social media. We don't typically cover Apple and Facebook and Netflix and some of the fang companies just because there's plenty of places to kind of go deal with that. Uh, but what's been interesting is, you know, there's there's sort of this impending feeling every day now that Elon Musk has taken over Twitter that at any point in time, Twitter may go away, um, you know, and and maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe there, Maybe it's sort of a lot of folks being overly concerned about it. But, uh, you know, it has has gotten us thinking over the last few days, last some number of days, you know, how important uh, Twitter is to what we do on this show. And so I thought what I would do uh, for this is to sort of dig into not only what it means to this show, what it has meant to this show for the last, you know, 10 or 11 years or 12 years or so, but, you know, what, what happens to the show if Twitter goes away just because, there really isn't an alternative replacement that looks anything like Twitter that sort of provides us with uh, an insight as, into what's going on uh, in our industry. And I don't think that we're unique in that uh, perspective of, of having somewhat of a dependency on Twitter. And so I'm going to kind of dive into what may what the show may end up looking like, uh, hopefully, hopefully continuing for the for the good um, if Twitter does implode, go away, change completely, uh, whatever that might mean. So we'll dig into that after the break. How annoying. Did you know that 17 out of 20 people stop watching a video because of stalling and rebuffering? Don't let your users click away to a competitor's site. If your business lies on online media, rely on CDN 77 to deliver a seamless online experience to your audience. CDN 77 is one of the leading global providers of content delivery network services. They power the world's most popular websites and apps, such as Udemy, ESL Gaming, Live Sports TV, and social media platforms. Aside from their massive and redundant global network, you're going to love their no BS attitude and skilled team of engineers ready to help 24-7. No chatbots, no tickets bouncing around unresolved for days, just people who know your use case and can immediately help you pinpoint and fix the problems. 
Don't wait until your users run out of patience. Go to cdn77.com slash cloudcast and ask for a free trial with no duration or traffic limits. That's cdn77.com slash cloudcast. Do you run Kubernetes? Is your environment growing, but your bills are growing faster? Check out the Gmaestro platform from Granulate. Gmaestro will dynamically assess your current Kubernetes environment and recommend ways to save up to 60% on your cost. The platform works with Kubernetes in the cloud or in your data center. And best of all, it's free. Get control of your Kubernetes costs with Gmaestro from Granulate. Give it a try now at granulate.io slash gmaestro. That's granulate.io slash gmaestro. And we're back. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, you know, the, the last week and a half or so have raised some some interesting, I guess, red flags, if you will, if you if you follow Twitter at all. And I don't mean this to be kind of a show discussing uh, Elon Musk's strategy, how much he pays for it, really any of the mechanics of Twitter. Um, it, you know, th- there's plenty of very good shows that, that talk about that, whether it's Stratechery or Dithering or Pivot or all sorts of shows will dig into what might happen with Twitter, what Elon Musk might do, you know, what are six strategies that could happen and all that sort of stuff. And those are great. But the reality is we have no control over that, right? Whatever's going to happen with Twitter is going to happen with Twitter. Now, kind of what I want to talk about a little bit, though, is, you know, Twitter is is a really unique thing. And for those of you that, you know, have been around the tech industry for a while, um, especially, you know, if you've been in this industry for, for 10 plus years, it's sort of the companion to everything we do in tech these days. And, you know, to the point where, you know, if you ask anybody, you know, how do they reach you? People no longer talk about, well, you can, here's my email address. And, and maybe they don't do that because, you know, they don't want to get spam, but it's almost always, well, here's my Twitter handle, right? Here's how you can find me. And what's interesting about Twitter, and, and people have all sorts of opinions about it, it seems that everybody I know seems to sort of go, yes, I'm on Twitter. I hate it, but, you know, they stay there. And I think the reality is most of us will, will ride this thing out until if it does implode, we'll ride it out like, you know, being on the, you know, being one of the last people on the Titanic. But it's a really interesting medium in that, um, it, and I saw a really interesting tweet from somebody and they said, you know, because there's been a lot of talk of, well, what, what will he'll do if they go somewhere other than Twitter? So go to Mastodon or go to some other thing. And the really interesting tweet I saw from somebody, they said, you know, lots of apps, you know, you can go to lots of places and you're going to learn about the stuff that you already know because it's going to tell you about, you know, your high school classmates or you're going to learn about, you know, the people that you know from, you know, distinctly your tech circles. But Twitter has sort of a unique way of helping you find stuff that you didn't know just because of the whole nature of tweets and retweets and sort of threads and other sort of stuff that, you know, if you're sort of scrolling through it, you know, it's a mix of text and, and visual. It could be, you know, people that are in your social circle. You may just find out something that's interesting and somebody goes down a rabbit hole. But it, you know, it was a way, and, and especially for us as we think about the podcast, you know, we know a lot, I think, about sort of the immediate domain of the things that Aaron and I work on in our day-to-day job, which, you know, is good. It gives us a, a certain amount of perspective. But if we think about sort of the the scope of what we do on the podcast, um, you know, a lot of what we learn about or a lot of the, the things that we do to just dissect or to disseminate signal from all the noise that's out there, um, you know, Twitter 
for all of its faults and all of its warts, is a really good medium for doing that. It's a really good way, if you're curious, to be reading a lot, to be sort of looking for signals, to be doing that, that really no other platform gives us, right? Like Reddit is nothing but sinkholes of people, you know, telling us how they could rebuild uh, the Mars rover in a weekend and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, You know, Facebook is, you know, feels like a place that's a very sort of about your personal day-to-day life. It's not really business-oriented. LinkedIn seems like kind of a weird, let me tell you, you know, sort of like bragging about yourself and your resume and your promotions and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, so there really isn't another real time type of thing, right? And people go, oh, well, I spend time on Instagram or I spend time on TikTok. Those are great for just mindlessly looking through things and sort of seeing dance crazes or funny stuff or whatever, same being entertained, but you're not really there learning a lot. There's no business TikTok. There's no business Instagram. And so, you know, it does have us thinking like, you know, what's going to happen <laughs> from, from a technologist's perspective? Because so much of what we learn, uh, yes, you could you could go to any of the sort of news outlets, you know, read the register or Silicon Angle or Tech Target or any of those, but those are more or less treated like news outlets. Like the news happens on a Tuesday, you're going to read about it on a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Friday, whenever they get around to it. And you know, for the most part, maybe you don't need uh, real time stuff all the time in technology, but if conferences are going on, for example, right? Like where's the place that you're going to be able to, you know, see the interesting pictures from a keynote or from an interesting session that you can get today with Twitter as things are going on. Maybe you're not attending, but you're kind of keeping an eye on it. There's no other place for that, right? Um, And, you know, I wonder sometimes, you know, Twitter is of all the apps, of all the, you know, social media apps, and it's probably the reason why it struggles the most financially and can't figure out an ad network and all those other flaws. It's the hardest one to figure out. It's the hardest one to to build a following for and to find what you want to follow and all those sort of things. And to a certain extent, it's probably, its scatterbrainness is probably a little bit for why we're as scatterbrained as we are on the, on the Cloudcast each week, right? Like people go, oh, I want to listen to the show. Like, you know, what should I listen for? And it's like, well, you might get databases and you might get cloud computing and you might get DevOps and you might get AI and ML and you may get security. And because our brain's probably been a little bit warped um, about how we think about stuff. And we do try and give you guys a lot of variety and Twitter gives us a lot of variety. Um, but it's, you know, like I, I think about it and we're, we're fortunate. We've been around for a long time and there's a lot of people that reach out to us and want to be guests on the show. And so I don't, I don't worry that we won't have guests on the show, but I do worry that if we're just getting guests that are, you know, driven by PR agencies or people saying, Hey, our CEO wants to come on, or would you like to talk to this person? They're really interesting. It's hard, makes it harder and harder for us to sort of filter through. What do we want to learn about? Cause our show has always been about what do we first and foremost want to learn about? Cause we think we represent you, the audience in a pretty good way about things that you're probably interested in. And without having that sort of kind of real time thing that we can go look at all the time and kind of get, you know, kind of a sense of like, are a lot of people talking about this? Are the people that we know and trust talking about this? Are there things in depth going on about this? Is there a certain amount of noise that happens that's not sort of faux noise? Um, You know, I think if Twitter goes away, you know, I, I think a lot of things that we do, not just our podcast, but a lot of things will be really different. And so anyways, we're, we're, 
Aaron and I are trying to figure out like what what do we do if it goes away? How does that affect us? How do we make sure that we continue to uh, you know to give you as good a show as we possibly can? And you know what are we going to have to start doing um, you know in order to be able to make sure that that we're aware of what's going on with trends? We're aware of what's happening. And um, but Twitter's you know Twitter's an interesting thing. It's it's always been more than just kind of a you know a fire hose of news. It's been a thing that you know, has removed a certain amount of journalism from what goes on. And I don't mean that in the, in a bad sense. I don't mean that in the, you know, destroyed democracy kind of sense. I mean, it in the sense of like, it does create a lot of people that are able to, to communicate about stuff, to, to dig into stuff, people who, um, you know, are interesting in that sense. Um, you know, so we get our news, we get opinions, we get insight from Twitter. Um, you know, it's always given us the ability to do research into new things and not that we can't do it through all sorts of other mechanisms, but you know, it gives us these sort of sparks of light in which we, we find new things and we find out about new things and so forth. But more than that, it's, it's helped us build a lot of friendships. And I think for anybody who's been around the tech industry for a while and, and who communicates outside of their very, very tight sort of inner circle, you know, we've met literally hundreds and hundreds of people only on Twitter and we have reasonable relationships with them. And some of them extended out to things like Slack or Discord or other places. And we've still never met them in person. But we've had enough conversation with them in which, you know, if we did meet each other in person, like, we'd know what to start talking about. It wouldn't be awkward the first time we sat down and had a drink or had a meal or, you know, went out to a ball game or whatever it was. Um, and so it's, it, it is sort of an interesting thing. It, the other thing that got me thinking about was, was a couple of things. Um, the first one was, you know, I do sort of wonder, because I do in particular, Aaron, Aaron sort of adjacent to it, sort of live in this cloud native computing, uh, you know, KubeCon sort of world. And I do almost wonder if things like, like KubeCon or Kubernetes or sort of the whole cloud native ecosystem would have gotten as big as it did without Twitter sort of being there to fuel it, without it being there to you know, fill people in so they didn't have FOMO about missing out on DockerCon years and years ago. So we didn't have, you know, personalities that have popped up, whether it's a Kelsey Hightower or, you know, whoever it might be, um, you know, there's been hundreds of them, you know, it could be John Willis, it could be, you know, whoever it might be, uh, you know, kind of kind of pop up and and become somebody interesting because of Twitter, because of, you know, they're on Twitter and then they're talking about stuff. I know the whole Clouderati thing kind of got started that way. And so, you know, I do sort of wonder if certain things wouldn't have taken off as much as they did. Um, there's probably a flip side to it. It probably does give us a little bit of an echo chamber that, you know, we're all talking about this thing that's new and growing and, and successful or not successful. Um, and it probably does create a little bit of an echo chamber because, you know, maybe the, the other people who are doing it or not doing it aren't necessarily on Twitter. Um, and then the other thing I do wonder in this context, I was thinking about that this, that this morning was, you know, there's, there's always these conversations about multi-cloud and is multi-cloud a real thing? You know, hybrid cloud or multi-cloud or should you ever work with more than one cloud? And those conversations always typically boil down to, well, you know, do you want to be locked into any given environment, any given platform, any given cloud? And... If you do, and and that's perfectly fine, you don't even have to think about it as lock-in, but you choose to have a relationship with that that technology, that company, that whatever, you know, do you get optimization out of it as opposed to sort of lowest common denominator? And, you know, I think about all the things that we've used on our, you know, in order for us to, to create 
the podcast every week to be able to, you know, source guests and engage with guests and record the show and publish it and promote it and all those sort of things. And and Twitter, of all those things, is sort of, if I put it in the context of us being a business, which I guess we sort of are, we're sort of two idiots who do this thing, but I guess we're sort of a business. It really is like, it's like our ERP system. It's like our CRM system. It's, it's our you know, not completely our communication system, but it's, you know, sort of our PR agency, if you will. Um, you know, and I, and I do sort of think about it now, granted, we've been doing this for 10 or 11 years and, you know, we've tried to be, you know, flexible about what we do in order to deliver the best show, but it is, it does sort of put a different light on, you know, kind of the trade-offs you make because, you know, for the last 10 or 11 years or 12 years or whatever we've done the show, we've never had any problem saying like, Hey, we are really dependent upon something like Twitter. Um, you know, maybe, maybe more so than we needed to be. We never really thought of it as being anything on, you know, that it could go away. Um, and you know, I, I can see it having very much parallels to people who say like, you should be all in on one cloud, you know, you should be all in on AWS or you should be all in on Azure or Google or whatever, you know, cause for us, it did help us deliver the best experience possible, um, yes, we did some stuff with some, you know, we do some, we throw some things on Facebook and we throw some things on LinkedIn just for awareness, but you know, we didn't, you know, we don't, uh, do some other stuff in other ways. And it does, you know, kind of draw some interesting parallels to folks who, you know, may have made a bet like that. Um, and you know, maybe at some point it goes away, but I don't think that's any more unusual than, you know, I guess if you were all in an ABS, for example, and you had a lot of stuff in US East and US East went down for a long weekend, you know, you start to maybe have some remorse about going, hmm, was that was that the best idea? Or, you know, was that just the pain of having to deal with, you know, I made a decision, I'm very much committed to my decision, but it's going to have its ups and downs. And, you know, maybe after a big U.S. East outage, you sort of start to rethink it a little bit and you look at the cost of dealing with it and the flexibility of dealing with it. You know, we're probably going to have to deal with that with Twitter to a certain extent of, you know, what what will it look like? Because, you know, just in exploring some other things like things like Mastodon or other stuff like they're not they're not the Twitter. And I don't know that we'll ever have another Twitter if it does happen to go away. Just it's a it's a really unique medium. Um <laughs> it's probably not a great medium if you're trying to build a business that's ad-based because of kind of all the weirdness that it has uh, versus other stuff. But it is a really unique medium. It's almost one of those ones that I think about it as, you know, it's it's like a utility to me. I really wish it was more like the water company or the electric company or some of those things where we'd be perfectly happy to pay for it. And, you know, I suspect a lot of people would probably be perfectly happy to pay some amount of it because they get they get value out of it. Um, but I'd also like it to just sort of be there and I don't really need it to have a whole lot of new features. I know people ask for new features all the time, but we don't really need it to have a lot of other features. We just sort of need it to be there and do a few basic things. And, um, so anyways, it's been sort of interesting to sort of think about, you know, if, if it does go away, hopefully it doesn't, um, we will, we will do our best to make sure that, uh, you know, that, that you continue to get the show. It won't affect any, any sort of publishing. It'll, the show will still go out on Wednesdays and Sundays and we'll still do our best to, you know, have the best possible guests that we have and, and educate you and, and do all sorts of things like that. But, you know, it is one of those things that you start to think about, you know, how intertwined what you do is, is around some sort of community like this and, you know, how you can't just, you can't just replace community. You can, 
you know, you could, you know, move an application from place to place. You can move data. You could, but but communities are really hard things to replace. And uh, so we will we will be doing some things over the next few months to try and. Uh, make sure that we're not as potentially vulnerable if something like this goes away. We may ask you to sign up for a newsletter. We may do some things along those lines. And again, it's it's in the context of, you know, we want to stay well connected to our community and we want to continue to provide you as good a service, uh, essentially for free, uh, as we possibly can. And, um, you know, if if certain important things or critical tools for us go away, we may need to look at some alternatives. So uh, it's been an interesting week and a half kind of watching what's going on with Twitter. Um, I'm not going to make any other comments on, you know, wh- what I would recommend they do other than I, I wish they would, you know, stay afloat and, uh, and stay, stay solvent and, and stay stable and all that sort of stuff. I don't know if that's too much to wish for, but, uh, anyways, we will be, uh, we will be monitoring it. Uh, we will keep you up to date. If you're not, uh, subscribed to our, our LinkedIn group, um, that might be a good thing to jump on. Um, otherwise we'll have details in the show if something happens and the Twitter feed goes away or whatever it is, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll let you know where they are. Um, how you find us. We are out on Mastodon now. Uh, actually we're on, we're at the cloudcast net at hackyderm.io. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, it's a, it's a Mastodon channel. We're starting to kind of experiment and just see how that thing works. It's definitely diff- different than Twitter, but there does seem to be, you know, a tech community around that one. So that might be the place for us if things implode. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, so it's interesting. You know, it's uh, definitely in one of those stages of like, hmm, didn't expect that. Wasn't expecting to have to deal with that this year. Uh, and we may have to deal with it. So sometimes you just got to be flexible. And uh, we appreciate all of your flexibility. We appreciate everybody telling a friend, helping us grow the show, helping us, you know, have good ideas. And uh, we will continue to, to lean on you for ideas and feedback and, and things to make sure that, you know, we're we're being useful with your time and being uh, uh, thoughtful of, of the time you spend with us. So we're thankful for that. With that, I'm going to wrap it up. I want to thank you all for listening. Thanks for telling a friend and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media.